Welcome to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to inspire you to stand on the Word of God and to help you build unshakable and unstoppable faith in Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba. Shalom and welcome to Unstoppable Faith. Uh, this is uh, Dr. Kazumba Charles. Uh, thank you for tuning in once again this week. Yet, a, yet another day, we have a great program for you. On today's program, our topic is becoming a woman of courage. It was my first real relationship. Um, and what I thought was this fairy tale love story turned into something very toxic. One of the most defining moments in my youth was when I was molested over a three year period. My family and I moved from Iran to Germany when I was 16. Um, that was um, a very critical age for me because I wanted to, at, at, at age 16, I wanted to be accepted by my peers and I wanted to always fit in. The guy that I met in high school is the man that I married and he ended up being a very verbally and uh, physically abusive alcoholic. And I was in that marriage for 22 years. I grew up um, saying that I was shy or I was introvert. And um, I just labeled myself introvert because it worked. When I tell someone that I was introvert, they would just leave me alone. I think, honestly, that is when I, the eating disorder really developed. I guess I didn't really know how to cope with certain things that were happening in the relationship. When I finally confided in someone, that this had taken place. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't believed. So um, that was, um, I can just say devastating to me because that's the one person I thought that would, be, that would believe me. A host of different events and, and my own desire to, to have a family led me to um, get married at age 18. Let's just say the marriage was not very healthy, was very abusive in nature, um, especially um, verbally, um, emotionally, and um, at times even physically. There were nights when, you know, we slept in our car because we didn't have anywhere to go and I would have to go get my kids in the middle of the night and run. And as my kids got older, they really, they hated me. They loved me, but they hated me because I made them go through that and they didn't understand why, didn't we? Um, I just kept, you know, my name is Naomi. I hate talking in front of people. 
I hate, you know, um, interacting with people. I have a hard time making friends. I will literally tell people that because I don't want people to come on my space and know what is going on. I distinctly remember of going to bed sometimes and feeling literally like I wasn't going to wake up. And I continued on in this relationship for, gosh, almost two years. I felt that even no matter where I was, I was alone. So that, that marriage ended after 14 years and left me with a lot of brokenness. We slept in our car several times. Um, you know, my, my mom would let my kids stay in the house, but she wouldn't let me stay because I didn't deserve to. So um, I would sleep outside in my car. And I remember thinking that this was just my life. At In Women, we believe that every woman has a story, and every story can change the world. Help me welcome my guest, uh, Stacy. Stacy, welcome on the program. Well, it's my privilege and honor to be here and excited to be able to communicate not only with you, Dr. Charles, but also with the listeners and the folks that are going to be tapping into this broadcast. But let me tell you briefly about my guest, Stacy Wallace. She's a very successful businesswoman, entrepreneur, a thought leader for over 30 years. She's an accomplished author, motivational speaker, media host, as well as the founder of EM Women, Empowering Women. Stacy and her husband, Raleigh, they have uh, two children and they live in uh, Frisco, Texas. Stacy teaches women how to escape the trap of uh, unrealistic expectations and how to overcome the addiction to the approval of others. A life of miracle comeback stories shows a proof to the message she boldly carries of being fueled by the fire of the Holy Spirit in a world that loves to alter down the truth. When I was going through your book, and uh, I was like, wow, we are in for a treat. And our viewers around <laughs> the world, they are in for a treat. And I want to just give you the freedom to really share from your heart as we go through certain questions that I have. But I just want you to dig down because uh, this is a very important topic, especially to women. And uh, I know God has given you an anointing to empower mm -hmm. uh, uh, women uh, and to empower actually just the body of Christ. So let's begin by, uh, uh, first of all, you telling us a little bit about your background in uh, business and how you got started. Well, interestingly enough, I tell people in corporate America that I'm 49% boss lady. Uh, I operate in high levels of corporations in the telecommunication industry as an executive vice president of strategy and marketing uh, for a company that operates in Malaysia, Dubai, India, all over around the world. And uh, so 49% of my makeup is having been in business for over 32 years uh, at high levels running uh, sales teams into the hundreds of thousands, and I've helped scale companies from scratch into the hundreds of millions. So no doubt God had a plan and a purpose to position me in the marketplace to help grow great organizations and great companies. Uh, but the other 51% of me 
is that for my entire life, my grandfather was a missionary uh, and had a Bible college. He sent Bible students and college students all over the world as missionaries. My father was a pastor and marketplace leader. And so I grew up, I don't know a day without Jesus. I haven't ever spent a moment without the Holy Spirit in my life. I remember the day I was baptized in Lake Keystone in Oklahoma. And uh, I remember the significant moments of my life, and yet, in that life of being 51% missionary, I believe that God has uniquely called me and is now calling up an army of women to take their place, whether that's as a teacher, as a doctor, as a lawyer, as a motivational speaker, as a stay-at-home mom, uh, whatever your role is in your female humanity, it is that God wants to use you to be a light source and a power source of the Holy Spirit so that you can lean into conversations you may otherwise be afraid of. You may have the courage to be able to uh, walk into offices and take positions that maybe you don't have the credentials for. I didn't go to college. I don't have a fancy pedigree. I didn't come from a wealthy family, but I learned how to say yes to the Holy Spirit that when he asks a girl, whether she's a 12-year-old girl named Mary or whether she's a 12-year-old girl named Stacy, that when I began to say yes to the Holy Spirit, he started putting me on stages. I could never have put myself, five U.S. presidents I've, I've been on stage with, been able to travel around the world, sing at the Olympics. There's so many things in my history now that I can only attribute, and you read about a lot of those in my book, uh, and I explain how they happen. I explain how the Holy Spirit wakes me up in the middle of the night, and you may think it's just little whispers, but when you learn the voice of the Holy Spirit and you learn how to say yes, he will begin to open up doors you could never open for yourself. He'll position you on stages you could never negotiate yourself, and then you will begin to have a power and a discernment to see what other people can't see. So my entire life, while I've had many, many miracles, uh, we I write about those in the in the book as well. I've also had many, many travesties and setbacks and houses burning down, people passing away. I believe that when you have a setback, don't take a step back, but get ready for your comeback because sometimes a setback is actually your setup by God to position you in a place where you can have greater courage, faith, and influence. So in your book, you talk about, uh, you know, scripture regularly affirms women and gives women a lot of hope despite culture of telling, telling them that they are less than. Uh, will you give us an example in scripture of God using women to advance his kingdom? Oh my goodness gracious sakes alive, Dr. Charles. <laughs> what a great question because first off, God loves women. God could have dropped just like Superman could have dropped Jesus in a time capsule onto this planet, but he chose to come through the womb of a woman. He chose that even though by the age of 12, 13 years old, we don't hear about Joseph anymore. Uh, we know that it was essential for him to be a part of the upbringing so that Jesus would understand trade and marketplace. But then all we know is that God chose the Savior of the earth to be groomed and nurtured in his latter days 
by a woman. We don't hear of anyone else. So why is that essential? Because there's something that women can bring to the table, whether it's Mary or whether it's Esther. You know, God could have easily taken out uh, the Persian Empire, easily, but he chose to use a woman negotiator. She didn't go in there with her force. She went in there with her beauty and her grace. God could have chosen to use anyone to fund Jesus' ministry, but he used three ladies, Joanna and Susanna and uh, uh, Mary Magdalene. Why did God find women so significant? I believe because he knew that there was a feminine spirit, a part of his spirit that was essential to the nurturing nature that he would want to provide to the people of the earth. Women, we have a power and an authority given to us by God. It's not so that we can usurp men. It's so that we can do what men can't do. They can't make babies. There's certain things that they're not going to feel. I'm going through menopause. Thank God men don't go through menopause. That would be World War III. <laughs> but there's things that we feel, and God knows the feeling nature of a woman when tapped into the divine nature of God, can penetrate through uh, kingdoms, can move mountains, can raise up the dead. We have an ability to do what only women can do when we say yes to the Holy Spirit. In the second part of uh, Fueled by Fire, you explain that women are Satan's worst nightmare. Will you walk us through that as well? Yeah, you know, when you're Satan's worst nightmare, you've got to know that when, when he did have that conversation with Eve in the garden and she did succumb, he thought he had the final victory. But if you look at the track record behind Satan's ignorance, you know, Satan is just like uh, Superman had a kryptonite, right? That was his weakness. A woman who is aligned with God in prayer is the kryptonite of Satan's power. That's why we read about the wailing women in the Bible. When a woman taps into her divine nature and her, her boom mindset with God, what happens is there is a shift that takes place and a woman becomes a, an astronomical weapon of warfare in God's arsenal. And so why is that Satan's worst nightmare? Because a woman, he loves it when women gossip. He loves it when they're depressed. He loves it when women are emotionally anxious or have anxiety. He loves it when they go through suicidal depression because they're emotional. But, and none of that scares the devil. Our going to church and singing doesn't scare the devil. Our being greeters at church doesn't scare the devil. But I'll tell you what shakes the hell out of the devil is when we rise up and we have courage and boldness and we use our womb of influence to impact nations, to shake kingdoms, to negotiate on behalf of future generations, and to be the women of God he's destined us to be. We have the ability right now to shake the gates of hell. It's not going to become, it's not going to be because we're individually powerful. It's going to be because we as women unite and recognize that what he thought he lost in Eve, she was just an example for what not to do. But we're smarter, we're better, we're wiser, and we are more anointed because now we have the Holy Spirit living in us to make better choices and to do what Eve never did. Talking about the Holy Spirit, in your book, you write uh, about the role the Holy Spirit uh, plays 
in uh, you know field women uh, can you just talk a little bit about this uh, uh, what role does the, the, the Holy Spirit a whole sorry what role does a spirit filled woman play in the secular world and in the secular marketplace well it's interesting because there's a lot of powerful women in the marketplace in fact here in the United States, we have more women that just uh, joined the House of Representatives in the history of the world. Without question, in 2017, when God laid on my heart through a dream that something would be happening in 2020 that would be cataclysmic, I didn't know what that would be, but what I did know is he said, I'm going to shake the seven pillars of influence, the mountains of influence, and I'm going to level them. And so I want you and your husband to unplug from all seven. And that included the structure of the church, the addiction to being approved, the addiction to being noticed at church, the addiction to having to have smoke and uh, lights and, and a lot of big production. He said, I want you to unplug from the things of the earth so that you can have intimacy with my spirit. So for two and a half years, my husband and I, we were in big corporate positions. We gave away all of our money. We fed the homeless. We fed the poor. 10,000 homeless people at Christmas uh, went nine months without a vehicle so that we could be totally unplugged from the dependencies that we had had. So when you're unplugged, you realize that as human beings, we are um, completely unable to do anything supernatural without the spirit of God. We began, the more we unplugged from the things of the earth, the more we began to see miracles, signs and wonders, dramatic shifts taking place in marriages and lives around us. When a woman is fueled by the Holy Spirit, it means she's emptied herself of self. She's emptied enough for yourself or me. I had a big position, a big title, a lot of money, great cars, a big house. So God needed me to detach from the, just like he said to the rich young ruler, would you give up everything and follow me? And the rich young ruler went away sad because he had great wealth. He had great addiction to the things of this world. When we empty ourselves of the things of this earth that weigh us down, what happens is we create capacity so that more of God's spirit can take up our capacity so that we can walk in strength encourage that we can walk in places where we would never be we can tread on scorpions and serpents we can do things that the world says wow but what we really want the world to say is if she can do it i can do it and that's only through the power of the holy spirit i'm, I'm just i'm just enjoying this if you are joining us uh, by the way of radio on faith fm or you are watching right here in canada or the united states or around africa you are joining us here on unstoppable faith and i have a very influential woman of god stacy wallace with us here Stacy, I'm going to go to this question here. In the beginning of your new book, Fueled by Fire, you talk about what it means to boom, B-O-O-M. What does that mean? Why is it so important to women today? Well, just look at the landscape around the world with, the, with COVID, with the pandemic. Uh, right now, it is normal to live in fear, anxiety, depression, uh, lawlessness, uh, a place of injustice, that is normal, that is mediocre thinking, that's mediocre living. Interestingly enough, though, we are called to be in this world, 
but not of this world. So when we say, and there's a chapter in the book, Fueled by Fire, dedicated to boom. Boom, and, and if you're there, I, I double dog dare you to take your hands like you're some kind of rapper <laughs> and just go boom, right? What does that mean? Boom. It means breaking out of mediocrity. And when you boom, you should do this every day. You should wake up and get out of bed and go boom. That means I'm not going to be a normal human being. Amen. I might be in this body, but I am not of this body. I might be in this job, but I'm not of this job. I might be in this city, but I'm not of this city. I am called just like Jesus. He was in that human body, but he was all God. He was all ready. He was aligned with the Father. His positioning and posture was that God was positioned on the throne. Jesus was having an earthly experience to show us the kind of experience that we should have. Jesus said, I walk with the Father. I talk with the Father. I don't do anything without the Father leading me. That's what it means to be positioned in heavenly places. When we are aligned to that relationship with God, we don't have to live normal. We can go boom when everybody else is panicking. Uh, I was telling Dr. Charles that we were uh, last night in a hurricane. Uh, we came out. We have an RV that uh, we take around the United States. And last night we, we were in Florida. I'd done a TED uh, talk. And all of a sudden this hurricane hit. We could see the wind and the rain was going, you know, we could see it going diagonally and even laterally. Um, we could see the trees bending. But, and here we are inside what I would consider a 42-foot tin can. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and, and while we are in this RV and we could see what was going on around us, there was a supernatural peace inside of our RV and within us. I believe that's a natural supernatural correlation for what God is telling his people right now. It's going to get creepy crazy, you guys. It's going to go cray-cray all around us. There's going to be wars and pestilence. There's going to be riots. But you don't have to get involved in the hurricane. Mm -hmm. You can actually go into the secret place of the Most High God and, sh and abide under the shadow of the oh. Almighty, and you can have peace even in the midst of the storm, you can be like Jesus. You can sleep on the boat of chaos mm -hmm. while everybody else is bailing water and freaking out. We're going to die. Mm -hmm. You can be like Jesus. Lay your head down because you know God cannot lie. He does not lose. Mm -hmm. And you are his body on earth. You are the temple of his spirit on earth. When you align with him, you boom. Hallelujah. Now, there is one, one important point you make in uh, Fueled by Fire. My guess you can see the book right now in my hands. You can see it also on the screen. We're going to be telling you how you'll be getting this book, uh, where you can get it. By the way, I have a free copy. If you can write to me, life at kazumbachaos.com, and you tell us what impacted you from uh, 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 Stacy Wallace's uh, points she's making here, we will send you a copy. This is only for our viewers in the United States and in Canada here. Due to the pandemic, we can't ship anything outside these, these two countries. Now, I just want to, I want you to, talk, to, to tell us a little bit about... Um, comeback making a comeback after it seems like your dreams have failed is really challenging for many people uh, what hope can you give a woman who feel like uh, they have failed in so many ways 
Well, if, if women are anything like me, you know what it feels like to have really great highs and you know what it feels like to have really great lows. Uh, I know what it feels like to, to be on big stages. Um, and I know what it feels like to be curled up in the fetal position in my bed feeling like I'm worthless. I know what it feels like to be in love. I know what it feels like to have my heart broken. When I was in my early 20s, I was uh, left. I was married for seven months to a rodeo cowboy. I was an award-winning uh, country music singer. Uh, he left me. Uh, there was some abuse involved in that. My emotional abuse was traumatic, and I went through suicidal depression, feeling like, you know, if God did have a plan for my life, how could he use me now? I'm, I'm unwanted, abused, divorced. Um, I just felt worthless. And yet God has a way. He is the God of the comeback. Amen. And there are some strategies and practical steps that I have learned to teach women on how to get out of any rut. Uh, Jesus walked into a temple of a woman with 18 years infirmity. The temple, that means mm. she was in a place of worship and was still living with her infirmity. Jesus had a strategy that outweighed human strategy and when it was applied she was instantly healed i have a, a, a course called suddenly free uh, part of the strategy that we take women through is how to have sudden freedom and then how to apply something called the one percent comeback method and when we teach that it's about any setback no matter what it is god didn't leave you there God, God allows setbacks. I mean, I, I hate to break it to everybody, but God didn't intend everything to be perfect. He utilizes the winds and the waves not to kill us, but to propel us. So when we apply the 1% comeback, it's, it's micro movements of progress every single day that move you closer to the life and the liberty and the freedom and the courage, faith and influence that God's called you to walk in. And the two last questions I have for you, woman of God, uh, the, fir the, fir the, 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 the last one will be, I want you to tell us where the viewers can get the book. But before you tell us that, uh, what are some of the practical strategies women can apply to gain greater emotional and mental mastery? And how can they silence the attacks of the enemy throughout uh, the world? You know, and I, and I go through this in detail in the book. On This book is a how-to book. It's a strategy book. I'm an executive vice president of strategy for a major telecom company. I believe that we can talk about a lot of uh, high-level thoughts and ideas, but without strategies, I believe dreams without strategic plans are nothing but wishful thinking. I want to see the body of Christ move from ideation into implementation move from expectation into execution. And that means we're not just talking the talk, but we are walking the walk. And so some of the practical things that you can do every day in the workplace, I wouldn't, just like my feet don't hit the floor without tapping into the supernatural, don't sit down at your desk until you welcome the Holy Spirit into your presence. Don't put your hands on the keyboard until you say, Holy Spirit, I am yours. You are mine. I can't do this without you. Let's go to work. 
Make the Holy Spirit an everyday practical part of your conversations, of your meals. When you pray, consecrate, pray for that bread, that food to be consecrated. It's all nasty anyhow. There's no good food on the earth. There's not enough nutrients left in, in, our, in, our, in our gardens. So you need to pray over every meal. So prayer becomes a weapon of war. We walk this out throughout the book of the practical things you can do on a daily basis, how to avoid your prayers being hindered, things like strife, bitterness the bible we, we show you through scripture that strife hinders prayers so you might be praying and praying i've just been praying to god for years and yet if you have strife in your heart it's like you're closing the lid on those prayers take the practical things in this book you can go to stacywallace.com s-t-a-c-i-w-a-l-l-a-c-e.com it's right there on the screen if you're watching on the screen stacywallace.com you can tap into the book if you want to tap into the conversation then go to Facebook and go to the Fueled by Fire community. Fueled by Fire community. And that's where I'm going to be connecting with people. Going to be doing free coaching in there, talking about the book. We're going to be do a full book Bible study uh, that people are going to be able to walk through. But I want to stay in touch with your listeners so that we can not just give a, a dose of hope here, which I think is wonderful, but we want to walk out the process of transformation on a daily basis. And no matter where you're at, you have the potential to be an epic giant in God's kingdom. Thank you for coming on the program, Stacy, and for your inspirational word. We'll be glad to have you once again on this program. And well, folks, for those who have been, who have been tuning in to Unstoppable Faith, uh, thank you so much. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord keep watching over you. Until then, shalom, shalom. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Thank you for tuning in to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. If this program has been a blessing to you, write to us at life at and share your testimony.